I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is good. I'm just that sad. Is sad. Wow. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is Big Bling, bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha packs, exploring their F3 experiences, and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. Uh, on this episode of the gloom we've got a very special man who's uh phoning in from a land far far away uh no he's uh joining us um you know from his new location but uh was previously a redwood and also our our third fq uh helped us get a lot of things moving in the third f space and uh, excited to talk through um just his journey with our man lemon law today so lemon law excited to see you uh, it's been a while uh you look good um thank you we definitely miss you, but um, why don't you walk us through uh, just kind of that uh, that first workout? Uh, what was that like? How awkward was it? Uh, and then, uh, where's the name Lemon Law come from? Um, well, uh, I'll answer that first, maybe because um, it technically was not my first F three workout. Um, so, so that was F three Omaha launched end of April, twenty eighteen. Um, the beginning, I got involved with F3 because one of my best friends lives in Greensboro, North Carolina, where wait time came from. So wait time and just messaged people in Greensboro. was like, hey, who do you guys know in Omaha? And so my buddy gave him my name, my email. Um, and my buddy, uh, Cornhole, is his F3 name out there, um, who I, I think a few of you have maybe met or ran with uh, as he's visited here, but visited Omaha. Um, so that was that was at the beginning of February of 2018. I randomly get an email from Wait Time saying, "Hey, I'm going to start F3 Omaha. Are you interested?" I'm like, "Yes." My buddy Cornell has been telling me about this. I'm interested. Unbeknownst to me, my wife had planned with Cornhole like a surprise trip for me to go out there and visit him, just because I haven't seen him in a while personally. So, so I flew out there. My first beatdown was Cornwall's nightmare. Um, end of February 2018 and that's where I got my name Lemon Law because at the time um, and also when I started and for most of my time in F3 Omaha I was doing compliance and other work for Woodhouse Auto you know based there in Omaha um, so that's how I got my um, F3 name how I got started in F3 in terms of the first workout uh, <laughs> my first F3 workout because I just did the one in Greensboro was horrible um and I, I kind of started moving a little bit more between then you know taking some walks or something just to get used to movement between the end of February and the April so luckily the the beatdown itself for the very first F3 Omaha beatdown was not as severe as I expected um I was definitely winded i mean i was still completely out of shape uh definitely winded sore all of that um i'm yeah but you know the oracle that area has a definitely has a special spot for me just because that first speed down uh i i uh, i forgot that story i do remember you sharing that before though so so you were one of the few guys at that initial workout that already had a name probably 
Yeah, so if you see the, the name of Rama, and I know it's always Nodos is the most famous guy because he's like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. With that look on his face. Um, but yeah, so like it's me and like wait time and a couple of guys who had already been working out with wait time. Um, yeah, we're the only ones with the name. Nice. So how were you doing uh, fitness-wise or where, I guess life-wise? Where were you at before you kind of started F3? Were you uh, – was that something you needed or what, what got you to oh, yeah. to step into that? <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I think just how bad I was sucking wind – I'll just say February and in April of 2018. How bad I was sucking was just fitness-wise so indicative of where I was at. Uh, it was very telling because it was the fall before, actually. Um, we were visiting family down in Arkansas, and my daughter was two and a half, three at the time. No, she was – when she was, like, about three years old, we were down there. And she just started running. We're out on a walk. She just started running. And all of a sudden, she's, like, a block and a half, two blocks ahead of us. And I'm, like, running to catch up with her. I'm, like, I need to do something. So, really, I already knew, like, if nothing else, I need to be in shape to be able to run down my kids. Um, and so horrible shape. I'd worked out, you know, every once in a while, I'd like, I actually get working out and like, you know, I was a gym member for a while. Um, you know, did my own running plan for a while, but you know, it just doesn't stick. I'm just doing it by myself kind of deal. Um, gyms are just kind of depressing places because you don't really, you might know somebody, um, this is just you and the TV there wasn't even a fern at the gym that I was at, so to speak. Yeah. So um, fitness-wise, that's where I was at. And, when you know, when I was, I was excited to F3, see F3 almost start when I got that email from wait time because um, something else that Cornhole had told me about was just like, it's not just, it's not just the exercise. It's he had already talked to me about the second F, the third F. And second F-wise, you know, did I have guys I hung out with in Omaha area? I did, but, you know, at that point, most of them were husbands of my wife's friends. Um, they weren't my friends. So it was kind of like we didn't really connect outside of the times as couples got together. So I definitely needed some fellowship. Um, I mean, I have some solid friendships. There's a bunch of guys that I've known since high school, and we have been solid, great friends since high school. But except for one, none of them are in Omaha. And the idea of having someone right there, um, I was really looking forward to. You quickly took on a leadership role um, kind of in the third F space. Um, but tell me about your kind of your journey there from a, a third F uh, perspective. What, um, what led you or what, were you passionate about that before um, or you were just feeling a need or how did that come to fruition there? Uh, passionate, feeling a need. Yeah, definitely both of those. Um, before F3, um, Personal faith is is big for me, and that's always good to be able to grow in my own personal faith. Um, but along with that, acts of service. Um, Faith-wise, I'm a Christian, and we talk about spiritual gifts in, in the church, and one of which is service. And that is definitely something I am I have the spiritual gifts for. I just want to be able to go out and do some concrete thing to help them. Sometimes it's just writing the check, but sometimes it's showing up at like Heartland Hope. I had done that a few times before F3 Omaha. Um, but that was something that I was very active in. And then when I got married, it kind of tapered off. And then it wasn't really happening. So when F3 Omaha came around again, like, oh, hey, I love service. 
let's do this. And um, so I, I've always had that passion for service. Um, and I think Selleck did a great job of organizing some stuff early on and other, um, I know some other packs were stepping up. Uh, Reba, I think was the first person um, when I went to help out at Abide that summer with, uh, it was like a Saturday day camp. Um, so some of the early members were like, hey, let's go do something. I'm like, yes, I'm in, done. And then I think it was actually um, 2019 when like, I just thought, you know, I'd like to do more, maybe help out more. Um, and uh, Selleck was still doing kind of third F stuff, also doing comms, but he was just so busy. So I'm like, hey, I remember reaching out to wait time, like, hey, does Selleck need help with anything? And so wait time was just like, um, well, actually, can you just be like a third FQ kind of person? I'm like, um, sure. And it's not like I was seeking it, but it, it's definitely, there was a need there. And, um, you know, I knew I wasn't going to be doing everything. So, because we have packs who love to serve. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I'm in. So I just helped get that off the ground. I, you know, I think it's interesting because as we get more, as we got more guys, as we start to grow, then the ideas just start coming out of, we want to do this and we want to do this. And so having a, a point person, um, yep. I think was, was a need definitely there. What, um, as you think about third F and, and, um, your story kind of about uh, fellowship uh, reminds me of the uh, free to lead book, but how has, I mean, your journey with F3 and some of the, the free to lead or Q source, um, just other book studies, how has that stuff uh, kind of. Um, um, I think so admittedly, so I've read free to lead. I've actually led some discussions on it. Uh, admittedly, I've not read all of, I've only dabbled in the Q source. So um, but in terms of free to lead, I think it really, what I really like about that book is that it helps to, um, uh, what's the word? It, it brings forth, like, here's what's going on with men these days. You know, we've got the sad clown syndrome. I never even heard about that. You know, like, it, the, and you've got the sad clown syndrome. You're sitting at home. The whole fellowship aspect, we are made to be in fellowship. And just how he's like, hey, are you really in true fellowship with someone who's right there with you? Or do you just have your work friends or your wife's friends, husbands? Um, like, do you actually, and it's not to say that your wife's friend's husband isn't your best friend either, but it really helped kind of um, illuminate the problems that we have um, as men in life. And just like, and it, I like that it's also not, we're the only solution to it. This is your, like, the only leadership guide you'll ever need is, like, here's where we think we fit in. And, we, and when you experience it, you realize it does fit in, and it's a great way to address that. It's, you know, we know it's not for everyone, but it's just a really great way to address the problems we have because we sit at home. We're not active. We sit at home. We don't have friends. We sit at home. We're not out in our community leading. Have you seen, how has that been just adjusting, you know, because you mentioned you, your kids are younger and now you're living in a, in a 
location that doesn't have uh, F3. And so then as kind of the flux or life has happened, um, what's been your experience with just like, how do you manage those transitions or have you found a way to do that well? Uh, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm doing it well. Um, yeah, it was, it was to do kind of balance stuff. It was somewhat easier, easier at the beginning. Um, and then my third son was born um, May, 2019. And Having a having that third young one really kind of changed schedule demands um, because at that point when I joined F3, my other son was already two. He was my youngest. Um, so it just kind of changed time demand. So I know I definitely started posting less at that point. Um, and then as we moved, so I've been in Kearney since December. Um, not having someone to like go to, to it, not having a purpose to go meet someone at a park at five thirty in the morning. Uh, I, the only two times I've worked out since I moved, honestly, is when there's two short stints, we visited Gretna, went back home to visit Gretna and I posted at the dragon's lair. Um, you know, who wants to go work at a five thirty by themselves when it's zero degrees? So now that the weather's turning around, it's nice. You know, it's definitely something that as I start making connections, because I don't really have connections here yet, um, starting to make that and, um, you know, like, hey, who might be interested in the F3 thing here? But um, fellowship-wise, you know, I'm definitely missing fellowship, missing, missing being in person with guys I know and can just share life with. Um, and that was something that even before we moved to Kearney, now since I moved to Kearney, like, as I meet guys, I'm like, I know I need, it's not just, it's not, I need friends. It's like, I need guys that I can rely on and that they can rely on me, that deeper level of friendship. Yeah, I, I remember several of the, of the book studies that um, we've done together and just, just having that core group is um I know it's it's hard to explain why that is so helpful, but I'm the same way. You know, I think the the challenge I'm running into with having a, a newborn or a three month old is, you know, I wanted I want to tell a guy that I'll be there tomorrow, but I don't know uh, if I'll you know like what happens between the hours of you know 10 and 4 a.m. One of the kids could yep. wake up and I may need to stay home, and um, so that's been a little yep. bit of a challenge for me. But it sounds like you've maybe been there too. What, um, just in your time with F3, as you kind of experienced the, the initial kickoff and the growth and, uh, you know, a lot of different packs coming in and out, what's, what have been some of your favorite uh, memories or, or stories, anything there that you would share that you remember? Um, uh, you know, I, I told Khakis this at my last queue. Um, my favorite memory is watching Khakis during the first 1776 he did. Um, and this is really more about a story about khakis than the packs, I guess, but it's really indicative of a lot of guys where, um, you know, we have, to, we have to end with that stupid bear crawl, and which I hate. And so I look over and khaki, I look over, I sort of, we're at the Oracle, I, the bear crawl goes downhill from the top from where the shovel flag is. And he is, he's bear crawling, just slogging along. And then like, he, he just has to stop bear crawling. And if I have to stop bear crawling, then I just default to modifying to um, lunges, just lunge walk. And I see him, he's over there, he's bear crawling. 
And then he just starts crawling on his hands and knees. And then he bear crawls a little bit more, goes back to hands and knees. Like the man's like literally crawling to the finish. And I love the determinism, how determined he was to get that done. And to not even like get up, like lunge it and modify it. It's like, he was just like, that was the most, I mean, it was kind of awe-inspiring. And I bring up Khaki specifically because it was him, but it's indicative of a lot of efforts that I've seen the packs take over the years of, I need to be better. I'm going to keep pushing myself and keep pushing and keep pushing, even if it's figuratively or literally crawling on my hands and knees to get there. Yeah, I love that. And you're right. I I think um, especially – we all come into F3 at a different spot, you know, in our lives or in our, our story. And so I think, um, you know, it, it's amazing to see the transformation happen, but to at some point get to that, you know, determination and not only determined, but also uh, empowered, right. By the support of all the other guys there that are really yeah. cheering you on. Um, you know, the, the, the fact that guys are constantly circling back, sorry to interrupt, that we're constantly circling back to pick up the six, Um, that is an awesome thing that we do in F3 Omaha. I've been at another region where, um, they don't really do that. Hmm. Smaller postings, but it's like, and I I noticed it because I was the six, which I'm sure if you know me, if you're listening to this, you know me, you're probably not surprised I was the six, but, and they knew, you know, I was posting there. They knew I was in F3 and all that already. So maybe it was some familiarity, but they weren't even, they weren't circling back like why aren't we doing this yeah there's there's something really special about the not only the support that the guy feels but also the humility it takes the the guys that are at the front i mean it, you got to have mm-hmm. fans in the group what talk to me a little bit about that because i know you've had you know just various uh, injuries or you know have not always been able to participate in all of the different things but i i something I've appreciated about you is you've always found a way to still be there when you can and, and modify. And I think um, sometimes a guy will say, well, I can't do that. So I'm just not going to show up. And then they miss out on everything else. But what's been your, your journey in that front or just your motivation to still come out and do what you can just to be a part of it? Uh, how is that? Um, well, I would say it's been a juggle hide because I have been like, even when I've been, uh, there have been times like, yeah, I'm not going to even bother. And so, cause I, I tore my calf muscle several times over a two year span. And I mean, that was just kind of just bringing me down at times. But, um, but there are times I remember the last seesaw I did in, well, it would have been a little over a year ago. Like there was something wrong with my knee. There's still something wrong with my knee. Um, and there's no way I'm gonna be able to do it. go site to site. But it was just, I guess the service part of me is like, okay, I'm not going to be able to necessarily actively participate in the full seesaw. I can help with the beatdowns from, you know, time to time, but I can still help out in some way. Um, I guess that's why I show up. I just kind of, I can still help out. Particularly like at a seesaw when, or when it was, um, when we did the, um, the foundation last year, last um summer i wasn't going to do the the beat down but i was still going to help out and i guess that's 
why I show up. And I think there are times, I know there have been times when I specifically shown up injured, knowing that like somebody else was going to be there. Like, okay, that person's injured. I know it's important for them to have someone with them. Absolutely. And you've got, you have a couple guys that um, you're pretty close with. I, I feel like Crab Cakes and uh, also with Gipper, those are some of the guys yeah. that I feel like we're always around. And I, I think um, I'm going to share something with you and, and maybe you, you were here, uh, uh, you were at the pit for this workout, but um, Gipper had, had just shared that um, the workout he did was uh, kind of in honor or tribute um, to you. So he was talking about his VQ and you were his co-Q uh, and just how you continue to pick him up. Uh, he, he, you know, you taught him kind of the ropes, how to design a workout, how to design a, a back blast. Um, but ultimately just, just that value that you, uh, you know, demonstrate right you, you show guys how to pick each other up how to support each other and, and teach each other so i think that was really cool and i guess my question for you as you're thinking about the guys do you still have that shield lock or have have you been able to keep in touch with some of the guys in the omaha packs or yeah um no gipper and i um he's he's actually coming he and his family are coming this weekend to visit um nice. i know crab cakes and his family have talked about coming out to visit and when we've been back to omaha uh, or Gretna, we've visited with both families. In fact, Gipper's family, this, I, I could not make it, but my family was uh, hanging out with Gipper and his family, and uh, they gave my family the stomach flu. Um, so it was a nice gift from them last Thank week. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, you know, yeah. Sure, sure. Of course, the whole family got it, but um, no, we keep in touch. I'm a horrible about keeping up in touch via like text and phone. So that's something I've been trying to work on, like texting even both of them just randomly sometimes. Um, I could definitely do better about that. Um, so, and there's been other guys, like I was actually just texting with some guys earlier today, like Sparty and Wentworth. Um, just, hey, here's kind of an update on me and they're giving me their updates and just had some encouraging words for me. So. Definitely been trying to keep in touch. There's definitely a lot of guys I would like to keep in touch with. Like I reached out to Way Time even this morning, like, hey, <laughs> you know, I haven't seen Way Time since November now. So I'm like, hey, let's let's catch up. So um yeah, I definitely am trying to make an effort to not just be like the meet with you face to like at the gloom, face to face, like actually like text, talk, whatever, to try to, like, maintain a relationship, trying to work on that part. Yeah, I love that. I think that's, you know, it's funny how simple it is sometimes, and as men, we just, we kind of forget, and then, you know, I, the thing I've really appreciated is most of the guys in our group are pretty understanding, you know, um, and I, I have yet to receive a text back that's, you know, I'm, I'm not talking to you because you haven't texted me in a month or whatever, right? I, right. Um, which is good. I do think the other thing I want to get your thoughts on, because I, so, you know, we started, didn't even have a, a third FQ, then you, you filled that spot for a while. And then as we progressed, we got to the point where um, you got to participate in a F3 Omaha Foundation, which is kind of like, you know, from like just this very, very bare bones uh, to like, Full scale now we have our, our own uh, foundation for the region what was that experience like or what was your your involvement 
uh, there? Did you get to continue your your leadership and growth in that aspect, or how'd that work out? Yeah, that was an amazing experience, um, and it's I'm disappointed that I'm not really part of it anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, the only the kind of I don't know if I would have been involved otherwise, but I just happened to be the third FQ at the time, and you know, Sparty just started having this idea, so Tater Ties like, hey. Why don't you get a hold of Charles? He's or Lemon Law. He's the um, the um, third FQ. So that's how I like started talking with him about. It. I'm like, man, this is exciting. And then it's like, yeah, let's let's raise some money. And then it's like, hey, like let's legit have a like. It it was really great to see how it goes from this like l- literally a little seed of an or not figuratively a little seed of an idea, and all of a sudden there's this huge tree like what that is like a truckload of miracle grow sticking on that little seed to how we got there so fast. And I think we did it really well. Um, just from Sparty's idea and, and then started to think bigger. Like we weren't like, I just remember talking to Tater time. Like, do we want to have like a scholarship foundation or just a foundation? Cause we want to do more than just scholarships eventually. Like, and yeah, at that point it's like, you know, maybe in a couple of years, we want to do more than a scholarship. And now it's like, not even a year later, like, let's do more than a scholarship. And so it's like, it's great how this idea has just taken off and really kind of spurred a lot of, I think this in itself has helped spur a ton of third F involvement and activity throughout F3 Omaha that we, it would still, there would still be third F activity without the foundation, but I don't know if it would be at the level. Um, it is with, without the foundation, without it. Yeah, no, it's been cool. You think about like some of the things like, you know, Boys Town, providing basketball hoops for Boys Town and being able to match PACS donations with foundation dollars. Right, right. Know, stuff like that, that just, it, it almost um, doubles the impact in, in many, many instances. Um, curious your thoughts, you know, so we, so fitness fellowship and faith, a lot of times when we're trying to uh, EH somebody, right? We tell them this group F3, fitness fellowship and faith and that, that faith or that third F is kind of where a lot of guys are like, uh, I'm not so sure. Right. And, um, just curious your thoughts. What does faith, um, uh, mean to you in, in terms of F3 and how do we approach that conversation with guys in the community? Um, well, I mean, I think there's, there's faith itself kind of has two components when talking about the third F, um, I, because there's your personal faith and, you know, we, we don't push any particular faith. It's for me, the faith, I remember doing a, a COT once where like, you don't have to have my faith, but I want you to have a faith, a philosophy that you are following because you can't uh, just make up your own rules for life. You have to have something that's external to keep you in check. So, um, and the Q source kind of, it kind of addresses that, I think, too, from what I read, the few parts of it I've read, where it's like, you need to be challenged by an external source. Um, You know, the Q source may reference the Bible, but that's just one source, Um, whatever your faith may be. And you need to be challenged by external met. Like, hey, here's this kind of agreed upon set of tenets of our faith or philosophy or whatever we are going to follow you're you're not doing that like what's up with that so i think that's the personal faith side and then i think that if there's any faith or philosophy that doesn't address 
um, serving others and helping others and being in your community. That's the second part of the third F is being in the community, giving back time, money, whatever it is. And if there's any faith or philosophy that doesn't, thinks it's not important or just doesn't even care about it, I think it's probably just a philosophy or something that was made of just to serve yourself. Um, and I don't, for me, it's hard to separate why you would not want to help those around you um, in the service aspect. Um, you have resources, time, experience, skills that they're just not for you. I, I think we are all gifted with something to be able to give back to those around us. Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting too, because you, you think about the phrase, like I am third and, yep. you know, it's like this, you know, if you already have a strong faith, let's say like, you know, you and I are both Christians, right? So, so the way it, it should work, it doesn't work this way every day for me, but I, I should be getting filled <laughs> up enough by my relationship with God, with Jesus, that I am, uh, I am filled up and overflowing to the people around me. I also think, though, for a guy that maybe doesn't know where he lands, I think service is a good place to kind of like explore and, and just get out there and kind of um, feel the impact of a, of a higher power or a power outside of themselves. You know, I think mm -hmm. um, just reading, a, I think this is this from F3's uh, website, but really it's, right, it's just belief in something outside of yourself. It's the dynamite. It's where a man is not just showing up for a workout or fellowship. He's looking outside of himself and how he can serve others. So, so spot on to what you said is, you know, serving others is, um, it's got to be, you know, something that we're, we're focused on and thinking about. And it also, I think, takes away from some of the anxiety or problems people have when you do maintain a self-centered focus. You really, you can get wrapped up in your own problems if the world is, is only as small as your life, you know. So I think. Yes. Definitely appreciate what you said there. What what else? What other things? Just um, pieces of your story would guys maybe not know, or um, would you want to share? Um, uh, I would say one thing. I, I I think I've talked to a few guys about this, but um, you know, every I am prone to I I want to call it depression, depression, but just prone to being in a funk sometimes, um, and. I would say that has come up. I remember talking with Uncle Rico once about that and just because he was battling the same thing. And I think that's where in terms of like, particularly in terms of, it, it kind of fits on the third F, but like also the fellowship part where it's just how important it is to be able to talk with people. Um, to have a set of guys to, go, to um, you know, whether, uh, you know, shield lock or maybe you just need to talk, tell the group during the, during announcements of prayer, just like, Hey, things aren't going well. I think, um, it's super important that we be comfortable saying my life is not okay. I think, you know, definitely. And, and on the kind of a flip side or a companion to that, we have to be able to be comfortable by saying my life is okay. And there's something that's great that happened to be able to just share what's going on in our lives. But particularly when it's not great. And to be able to share that with your shield lock, with the packs after a beatdown. Um, and I mean, that's the starting step. And my wife is a counselor. Um, and she has said this once. And I, and I kind of believe everybody can use a counselor at some point. Even if it's just a maintenance check. You get maintenance on your car. 
you should get maintenance on yourself, on yourself, on your life. Um, and so just kind of breaking through the same of like guys don't talk about their problems. We need to talk about our problems, even if it's with your shield lock. If you need to escalate it because it's so bad that you need to see a counselor, don't hold back from that. But just be able to talk about your problems. Yeah, I love that. And and like you said, it doesn't, you don't have to share all the details if you're not comfortable, right? But just just kind of putting it out there. Hey, I need some prayers because things are tough right now. You know, exactly. And, yeah, I, there's been a few times the last couple of weeks that um, I'm only posting a couple times a week, but um, as I've been posting and, you know, the queue says any, any prayer requests and it's kind of silent and you just, you just know, right. That like, well, we're not all, you know, doing great. Uh, so, you know, we've right. all got something on our, our hearts. So just creating that space where it's safe to share, I think is really cool. Um, exactly. And by, I think by sharing that, you also then allow someone else to say, Hey, that's going on in my life too. And mm -hmm. to then connect with someone like, Hey, or, Hey, thanks for sharing that. I experienced that last month, last year, whatever, yeah. you know, just to be able to connect and maybe help each other. Yeah. Yeah. So often I think for me, the, the best answer I can get is me too. And then I know like, okay, I'm not, it's not just me. <laughs> and exactly. uh, you know, I think that's, that's super helpful. I love that. What about, um, you know, we'd like to get advice from guys on, you know, how should we be engaging FNGs or just, you know, for guys that have been in the group for several years now or coming up on their year anniversary, what are some things we, we could be doing um, better or, or differently or maybe things we should keep doing to keep uh, guys coming back? Oh, um, that's a good question. Um, I think... One thing I would say, and this is maybe not FNG focus itself, but I would say to the guys, get to travel around. I know, I can't remember who it was, but I was at a, a beatdown. Maybe it was one of the two times I was visiting. But just the idea of visiting around the sites, um, particularly because there's been kind of a Sarpy-Douglas divide, so to speak, which nothing wrong with that. But, um, you know, if you're way down in Sarpy, journey into you know take some extra time and drive all the way up to a site in in, um, in Omaha and vice versa get to know these packs because you're going to see these names pop up as F, as they present third F and second F opportunities as CSOPs come about um, it's been great to meet people through uh, third F stuff or, you know, I think Sparty the first time I met Sparty was at Heartland Hope it wasn't at a beatdown um, but um, just travel around, um, kind of get out of your little comfort area of Sarpy or Douglas, wherever it may be. And don't forget Gretna. Gretna seems to be out by itself. Um, yeah. It needs some Sarpy and Douglas scouting love, which it does get. But um, So that's, that's one aspect. In terms of FNGs, um, I think as long as – you know, does an FNG maybe come back because they had a really good workout? Maybe. Does an FNG come back because they see the guys who are there actually caring about each other at the workout, at the cafeteria afterwards? I think that's the key is that you, and not just to be in the presence of an FNG, to genuinely care about the other packs in the circle 
to genuinely care about the Paxhead Cafeteria, to show genuine relationship to each other. If that's what's going on and an FNG sees that, why wouldn't they want to come back? Oh, that's a great point. I Somebody else we had talked to um, had mentioned the, the concept of like picking up the six even at a cafeteria, right? Find the guy that's oh, there by yep. himself and, and ask him how his days, what he's got going on that day. Or, you know, I think there's, we've all been in those moments where you, it's tempting to just go, you know, to the, the guys you're, are, you already know and um, catch up with them. But yeah, I like that a lot. What, to, what about for you? What, um, <clears throat> you know, as we, if we see you at an upcoming uh, workout, if you happen to be in town or just as we're thinking about you and, and praying, what, uh, what do you need prayers or encouragement for? Um, it's funny you should say that. Oh. Or ask that because um yeah i'm just i just got done so i am technically a financial advisor trainee with edward jones so there's a great opportunity in carney for that but part of that is over the next month it's just um networking and trying to get intros and referrals to build out in may i will start working with people who are already current clients but until then it's just reaching out of my comfort zone to because I'm, a, as someone said recently, I'm a very approachable person, but I also realize I'm not a very approaching person to then, so the like work on that, going out and contacting people, um, this is going to be a very much a, a month of, of growth, personal growth for me. Um, so yeah, if you want to pray around that, just that I handle it well and don't get too stressed out about it. Um, particularly as I still try to be there for the kids and my wife. Absolutely, man. Yeah, that's a, that is a different, different uh, career path for you, but I think, I think you'll do great. And I, th I do think you're approachable and trustworthy and you've got it, you, you know, nice facial hair. You, you know, you've got the look going. Uh, <laughs> is that, oh, thank you. That's the, that's the, you know, JC used to work for Edward Jones, didn't he? So that must be the, that's the yes. facial hair they, they prescribed there, right? No, I'm kidding. No, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I've had this for so long, so. Yeah, you had it first, I think. Um, I am, I am curious, anything else, uh, you know, I guess, um, so, so I did, I kind of caught, caught it in there. Maybe we'll, we need to plan a, a Carney shovel flag plant someday uh as you get some guys you know, you know I, I reached out to, i yes i did reach out to wait time because i just want to catch up with him but i want to start figuring out like what some pointers on what it would take to get it started here um i know there's an f3 expansion guy with f3 nation that um before i moved I'm like hey is anybody talking about f3 carney he's like no do you i'm like i'm gonna be too busy for like the next six months but i'll get back to you um but, you know, I, I definitely would like to see a shovel flag planted here. I'm actually, I have horrible cell reception in my office. So I'm at the lo local big park. And like, there's just an awesome place here for some great beatdowns and um, amongst other things. And so, um, yeah, F3 Carney would be nice. I, you know, I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but um, it would be nice to have out here. All right. Well, I'll look forward to that. That'd be a fun. That'd be fun to make the journey down there. We could uh, clown car it and, and uh, <laughs> clown car. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Well, hey man, I um, 
I think uh, this is fantastic, and you know, I, I do think you are you are missed in the Omaha area, uh, but your presence is, is still felt. Uh, you know, the legacy um, that you've you've left here, um, and obviously you'll come back over time. But it's just it, hopefully you can see that too. It's just um, you help to lay that foundation for the foundation. Uh, you know, kind of in a, in a sense, right? Um, and it's cool now to see the work that Wentworth is doing with. You know, and I, now we have six or seven guys helping with third F stuff. We've grown so much yep. in the area. So um, really cool just to get to hear your, your story and experience with all that. But um, thank you. With that, uh, let's uh, we'll take it out with the name Arama. Sound OK to you? Yeah. All right. Uh, Brandon Fleury, 36, The Plague. Charles Cunningham, 46, Lemon Law. Lemon Law. Appreciate it, Brandon.